As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Amazon is hiring near you. Start as soon as seven days. No resume or experience required. Earn an additional $2 an hour through April. Health and safety are a top priority with all our roles and sites. And Amazon is taking precautions in our buildings to keep people healthy. Learn more or find a job now at Amazon.com slash apply. That's Amazon.com slash apply. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Sifpop Podcast is recorded in front of a live internet audience. Live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks. The one place where getting in summer shape means doubling down on the popcorn, pop rocks, and soda pop. It's Sifpop. You're going to get body and movie shamed in one episode. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Welcome to Sif Pop, streaming live on Mixler every Friday afternoon, or available to download later in your podcast feed. Unless, of course, you're a patron. Patrons get perks! Patrons get those perks. Uh. I'm Aaron Dicer from YourMovieFriend.com. I'm joined by Andrew Ormsby from Flick Freaks. Ahoy! Every week we'll be joined by a pop culture guru to chat about movies, television, and whatever else from the pop culture universe is on our minds. And joining us today, it's Devon Taylor, a.k.a. Jesus 12 on Twitter. Yo, 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 what up? It's your boy, Jesus here. I am super excited to talk some summer movies. Uh, I'm it's super excited to have you back. every time you're on. Uh, time number four, appearance number four no, for appearance Jesus? Appearance number four, and I mentioned on Twitter, this is my first one since my uh, epic second half meltdown of the Oscars <laughs> pool. Uh, man. Good times, good times. You you had that all wrapped up, man. I, did, I put on a great performance <laughs> in the first half, just like the Atlanta Falcons, and yeah. then um, it yeah. fell apart for me. But you I pulled will the say, Matt Ryan. I, I will say I'm, I was happy about it though, because like when I did the pool, I I made my choices on like you know what I thought would win, not exactly what I wanted. Mm-hmm. But there were some genuine surprises this year, so you know I I came away with like what third place, tied for third, third, so. yeah. yeah, something I'll like take that. It. Well, uh, if you pulled a Matt Ryan, then that means that Aaron pulled a Tom Brady because he came out of nowhere to win it. So. Oh yeah. Well, thank you, thank you. Uh, I think there were what five of us tied at mm-hmm. first, or something. There were four, maybe four of us tied mm-hmm. at first place. So five total with you is what it was. It's appropriate. That's right. There were four others uh, that had the same score. It's appropriate then that you're back on an episode where we're going to launch another uh, Twitter contest. So yeah, we'll talk about that in a little bit. First, second, and third place, all sitting here. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's yep. right. Uh, so we'll get to that uh, in a little bit. I did want to say with summer blockbuster season being here. Uh, Andrew, you had mentioned something in the pre-show, uh, which you can listen to, by the way, if you're a patron of the show, about my not watching movie trailers and how that impacts 
like a summer movie preview and how we're different in that way because you've seen everything and I've seen nothing. Besides and, Diary of a Wimpy Kid. That's right. I we're going to turn the tables. The Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Uh, <laughs> I've been getting a lot of people on Twitter that are like jumping on the hashtag zero frames that are like, you know, I want to try this out. I want to see if it, you know, how it impacts things. Andrew, obviously, it's not something you can ever do. More frames for me. Your livelihood uh, <laughs> kind of depends on it. Where do you stand on the well, whole, like, you, no trailers you thing? You kind of swayed me. Like, it was after meeting you that I started watching less trailers. Like, mm-hmm. I still don't watch none of them. <laughs> right. But whenever I go to the theaters, I totally skip the previews altogether. My yeah. parents made fun of me. Uh, we went to a movie at Christmas, and I walked out. Because nice. this was, like, during Oscar season, yeah. stuff, so I really didn't want spoiled. So I... I left the theater and they're like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm not watching the previews. I'm going to go play some games or something. Okay, leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I only watch previews of, um, I mean, I watch like the Marvel ones because I don't think those Did ones Do you watch the new really... Star Wars one? Uh, yes, Woo-hoo! I watch the new Star Wars one. Like okay. I watch ones that I don't care that if, I, if well, I'm going to go one way or the other, but I watch about maybe 30% of previews. I don't watch a whole bunch. I felt like this was a good time since we were kind of talking about this. I haven't given the Zero Frames pledge in a while, and I think you know there may be new members of the Zero Frames community who want to take the pledge, so I think we should do that. Go for it. Here is the Zero Frames pledge. Repeat after me. Put your right hand in the air if you would like to join. I, insert your name, commit to seeing each movie in its purest storytelling form, not allowing a single moment of the story to be seen out of story context through trailers or early scene releases. As much as it is within my ability, I will see every frame of every movie for the first time as a completed work. We now recite the hashtag zero frame motto. The story just won't be the same if you've seen a single frame. So zero frame becomes our goal to see the film complete and whole. All right, Andrew, you can come back now. <laughs> was that was that a sit in? That, that, pro- that was my Kaepernick right there. Was that, that was your protest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh no, it's 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 a fun thing and I'm I'm glad we're kind of getting some heat on Twitter on it. It's uh, you know, it makes me happy that people are at least thinking about it. You know, there's something about thinking about seeing a movie that you've never experienced anything in it and you just get to be told a story that I think is kind of interesting. Um I was listening to a podcast recently. That's how Hitchcock promoted Psycho. Did you know this? Didn't show a single frame of the movie of Psycho before it came out. It was him talking. He was, he was talking about the movie. He was just talking movie. about the movie. I did not Wasn't know he that. standing in the motel? Yeah, talking like he about- did like a set. Yeah, he did like a set um, where he would like tour the set. And yeah. mm-hmm. so those were the previews for the movie. I think that's so cool. And then the entire movie just back. gets to be an experience. I think so. I think it'd be fun. Andrew? No, not so much. Pass. <laughs> <laughs> Give me them frames. Give what's, them frames. What's the best trailer you've seen recently? It. That's Stephen a cool King's trailer. That is like, it's a cool trailer. Like the way they did it, man, like the shot that is by shot of the trailer. original, like like freaked me out. And because okay, so we can really quick talk about this. It as a as a kid, the the mini series on TV scared the crap out of me. Yeah. So ever since then, I've been afraid of clowns. So whenever I was watching this, I'm like, there's no way this is going to be as good as the Tim Curry it. This it looks phenomenal no this looks this looks amazing like this is one of those movies that definitely needed a remake and i'm like big in the horror community and people have been blasting like you know the images and like people haven't liked the pennywise design and stuff like that like people have been blasting it so it's Ooh, like it once the trailer dropped like all those they people all were shut silenced. up like <laughs> they shut like, up they quick. silenced those people so fast 
But you're not a horror movie guy, Andrew. No, but I. This is one of the most anticipated movies of the year now. This Just, is or it is. It is okay <laughs> because of this one single trailer that was pretty. They nice should name the sequel to it this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just be a big Abbott and Costello routine. Yeah. Who's on first? What's on second? It's on third. Yeah. Exactly. Um, we're gonna have a fun show today. Like it, like we said, we're doing summer movie preview stuff. We're going to introduce the summer sum contest, uh, which people are already joining up for. Sixteen entries already on the contest. Oh, yeah. So, I need to do it. So how many movies? I guess we'll talk about it in a, yeah, a, we'll later talk, on. Yeah, we'll talk yeah. about that in a little bit. And of course, we'll do our buried treasure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we will also give our five most anticipated movies of the summer with some bonus categories. But first, let's do some Do We Care? Every single week, I scour the internets to find out what's going on in the entertainment world to find out for you if anything cool is happening or not. And I pick the top three things that I find. Number one, Edgar Wright. We all know and love him. Mm-hmm. Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, Scott Pilgrim, all those great movies. A couple of years ago, he was going to be the director of Ant-Man, had some creative differences with Marvel. Yeah, he had started into that process quite a ways, hadn't he? He had, yeah. yeah. They still, He's still credited for stuff, too, though, because yeah. they did like keep some of his stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yep, they had creative differences. He did not get to make his giant bug movie until now. He's making an adaptation of the book Grasshopper Jungle, in which a group of young uh. adults are going to be fighting giant praying mantises. <laughs> so we kind of get to see Edgar Wright's Ant-Man. We'll get to see a, a, a version of, yeah. So I'm excited for this. You, uh, he has, in a couple weeks, a movie called Baby Driver coming out. Mm-hmm. I think it looks really good. That's on my it's list. It's going to be a totally different tone for him. It's not a comedy, I don't think. So I'm excited to see you because, you know me, I love Edgar Wright. I'll put my money towards anything he does what do you guys think oh i'm i'm i definitely care edgar wright is uh an incredible director i always try to parse see i love Shaun of the dead i love hot fuzz uh mm-hmm. i love what was the the third in kind of that trilogy world's end at world's end at world's yeah. end uh i may actually like at world's end more than most people it may be my favorite I, of the three that's the only one i haven't seen it's not edgar my wright. favorite but i do love it more than most people and I always parse if it's Edgar Wright I love or if it's Simon Pegg and mm. Nick Frost. Like I think it's two, the trilogy. I think it's I know the trilogy. It's, I know it's all of them, but I, I like in my brain I'm like, hmm, is Edgar Wright an amazing director? Or are these two just incredible? No, he's together? an amazing director because okay. I think Scott Pilgrim is a brilliant. No, movie. that's a great point. That's a great point. It's a brilliant movie. It's in my top 100. It's in my Scott Pilgrim's in my top 20. Actually, it's in my top 10. I haven't seen you guys since I had. Got one of my latest tattoos. Oh, you got, did you get a Scott got, Pilgrim tattoo? Got, oh, got, there a, he got is. Ramona Flowers that. tattoo. So uh, <laughs> I love. So obviously I care. Uh, I love Edgar Wright. Anything Edgar Wright. Uh, Baby Driver. I'll talk about that here in a here in a bit. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm super excited for anything that Edgar Wright puts out. Like he's he's phenomenal. But yeah, so that is now officially my favorite tattoo of yours. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen this one? Yeah, that's Ramona Flowers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For those of you who can't see, I got the, the Ramona Doodle, is what I call it. Oh, it's Great. so good. I love that. Um, What's up next? Number two, Will Smith is being considered to play the genie in the live-action version of Aladdin. Wow. The uh, the genie in live-action Aladdin. I can't even I can't even picture it. Because how are they going to do that? Like how it can't be better than Robin Williams. Well, because no, that's the no. greatest Disney character of all time. I would assume motion capture would be the way... Because they're gonna make I him a little if he's bit just bigger, be, maybe. I'm wondering if he's just gonna be human. Like if he's just gonna I'd look love like Will for Smith. Them to put him in makeup and some green genie makeup or something. But I think they'd go probably the motion capture route and like big him up a little, like make him a little bit bigger. 
Yeah, he'll definitely it, he'll definitely be toned down. That's the whole thing with these live action remakes is they're much less cartoony. Like you know, if you watch Beauty and the Beast, it's you know Gaston is still Gaston, but he's not you know popping belts with his neck and you know ricocheting spit off of three different walls and you know he's they have to live it in the actual human world instead of kind of cartoons where you can do just about anything. So I think he'll I think it'll be much more grounded if that makes sense, and it'll be mm-hmm. you know more like. I think there may even be an element to it where it's like, uh, is he really a genie? Like, is this real hmm. kind of thing? You know, like, I don't know. It could be interesting. I, I like it. Uh, I think it's a great choice because, I mean, you have to have somebody. I mean, you got to have charisma. Like, you got the genie. That's like what boils down to. I mean, and Will Smith is practically living, breathing yeah, charisma. He's pure charisma. In, in a yeah. skin suit. So, I mean, it's a, it's a good pick. But also, it's different enough from Robin Williams that we'll definitely be able to separate the two of them and. Hopefully, I mean, people are going to compare it to the Rob Williams one, but hopefully um, they'll kind of stand on their own places. So I, I'm down with this casting. I like it. But we all know what really needs to happen. Just don't make this movie. <laughs> Just don't make it. Don't make the movie. Number three, HBO to adapt Ray, Bad- Ray Bradbury's Fahrenheit 451, starring Michael Shannon and Michael B. Jordan. Yes. Yeah, I, if you say Michael B. Jordan, I'm in. Like, I, I if you love... say Michael Shannon, I'm Thank in. So. <laughs> I was like, I like both of them, but you say Michael Shannon, I'm in. You Just somebody named Michael, and questions. I'm good. Get, all, yeah, get Michael Douglas, get all of the Michaels in there. Mm-hmm. Michael Pitt. Absolutely. Michael I'm going to stop Pena. there. Michael Pena. Oh, yeah. I am not, I'm actually not extremely familiar with the Fahrenheit 451 stuff. So oh, really? The actual material isn't what draws me in. But, you know, you name those actors, and I'm like, yeah, that, this, so they would be fun to watch together and an hbo original i don't think hbo originals have a track record that you can scoff at i think they make great stuff sure. yeah. especially they had uh what was the uh the michael douglas H- was it a uh, candelabra what was it uh, mm-hmm. yeah okay yeah it was the under the candelabra oh, that's what it is yeah something like, it was something the, the candelabra yeah. it was the liberace movie yeah mm-hmm. it was fascinating it's so good I think you're leaving out the most important point of this. I mean, if you've seen pictures of Michael B. Jordan and Michael Shannon, they both are going to rock those firefighter mustaches. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, they are going to have some epic firefighter mustaches. (laughs) I am am waiting for Michael B. Jordan. I guess Creed would probably be the best example, but I'm really waiting for him to really step into the promise he showed uh, in... Um, Fruitvale, Fruitvale Station, Station, which I was just about to say, I rented and I'm going to watch it this oh, weekend. You haven't it yet? I haven't watched Ooh. it, but I rented it and I'm going to watch it this weekend. I'm Enjoy, glad, it's, my friend. It's a phenomenal film. Oh. So, um, so yeah, he's he's done some big budget stuff, and the big big budget stuff, other than Creed, seems to have failed him so far. But yeah, Fan- Fantastic Four was not the best. Is he in? Is he in Black Panther? Yes, he's, he's, he's going to be, gonna be uh, one of the villains in Black yeah, Panther. Yeah, and that's the same director too, right? So Ryan Coogler, yep. yeah, Coogler. I think so could be I think uh, anything that he's been in, whether the film, you know, regardless of the film quality, I don't think he's ever been the problem. Like even with Fan Stick, like Agreed. I mean, that movie's a mess. But I don't think Michael B. Jordan's uh, the problem there. He has a small comedy, that awkward moment, that's in my top twenty all time. That I absolutely love. It's a it's a little gem, and pe- a lot of people don't like it, but I love that movie so much. So I'm a big Michael B. Jordan fan. Very cool. I'm surprised you didn't mention uh, my favorite news of the last few days. I'm actually not surprised. It's probably just me. Uh, X Files is coming back again. So. <laughs> See, I didn't know if that was worth. Yeah, they uh, is it a full twelve uh, or ten episodes I, that they got for the second season? Now? I don't know. I, did they do like six? 
the last time they came back? Yeah. So something like, it'll probably be something like that again. Where and they I do think the format ex- works really. Oh, absolutely. I think the format's perfect for it. Um, you know, I, I talk about, I admit on this show freely that I'm not the typical, like, uh, nerd culture geek that, like, you know, knows every little nuance of everything. Except when, except it, comes when like- it comes to <laughs> X-Files. Like, that's my, like, maybe X-Files, Pixar, and maybe Hitchcock. Like, those three things, like, I'm in the, oh my goodness. I, yeah, I had a fully X-Files themed bedroom. Uh, so. So, I got something you would find fascinating, just real quick, about yeah. X-Files. Did you know that f- there are lyrics to that song? official lyrics because it turns out whenever you write a um i think i had heard this yeah when you write a theme song for a television show you can't get syndication like a royalty from it if it doesn't have lyrics (laughs) like the the musical artist right right. so they 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 will write lyrics for songs they just won't put them in but there are official lyrics for it's probably something like these are the the x files that's exactly what it is (laughs) X-Files is for this show. Yeah. It's like Bill Murray doing the Star Wars song or whatever. Star Wars. <laughs> no, he Nothing did uh, Jurassic Star Park. Wars. It, Jeff, oh, Jeff Goldblum did uh, Jurassic Park. Did he? Yeah. I think it'd be cool to like put some like creepy like narration over the X-Files theme song like of like some like um alien theorist somewhere like they're out there and it's just like it was some a- weird monologue over it. I think that'd be real cool. It was my favorite uh, thing about the when they brought that show back is they that kept it they kept perfect. the the um, opening credits pretty much. They even kept the it same. in four three, wasn't it? So <laughs> yeah, it's still in four three. Yeah, love 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 that show. That's gonna wrap it up for Do We Care. All right, let's move on to the summer movie preview, guys. Uh, this is going to be a summer. <laughs> I was going to be a great summer, but I don't know if it's going to be summer. Once I once I started digging deeper, I was like, man, uh, these, Ugh, these summer movies. One or two. There's let's a- hope for some surprises. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here's what we're going to do. We are each going to name our top five anticipated movies of the summer, and then we have some special categories. I'll go ahead and tell you what those are. Uh, we'll each do a fingers crossed pick, which is a movie we hope is good, even though signs may not appear to be that way. Uh, then we'll do one that we will probably love, but everybody else will probably hate, and one that everybody else will love that we will probably hate. So uh, we'll get into those after we do our five most anticipated. Uh, Want to do it round robin? We'll just go around, start at number five, and work our way up to number one. Yep, that works for me. Uh, let's go ahead and Trump then. If you've got a more highly anticipated than someone who mentions it, just say Trump, and we'll talk about it when when it's at its highest peak. Aaron, would you like to start? Yeah, I'll start us off. My number five. Uh, this may be the biggest surprise of all f- 15 of our, uh, my number five most anticipated summer movie, Baywatch. The Rock and Zac Efron are two people who I absolutely love. Like, when they are on screen, they are so charismatic, so great, and I cannot wait to see them together. I planned on talking about them during the box office portion, because yeah, I yeah. think Baywatch is going to be a wild card for the yeah. summer, but uh, no, I'm, I'm, I think it... I think Zac Efron's a comedic genius. Like, I think he's, okay, maybe not comedic genius, but he's he great, has very though. underrated comedic timing. Yeah. And The Rock wouldn't sign on to this, like, if it wasn't, like, you know, going to be decent, at least. Like, I think it's going to be real funny, real raunchy. It'll, it'll it looks come- a lot like 21 Jump Street, and I love that series that with the uh, Jonah Hill and uh, Channing Tatum. I think they look, the chemistry that you saw between those two is what we're going to see between the Rock and Zac Efron. I hope it's a little less meta than Twenty One Jump Street. Like I, I, I know some of that's going to be there, but I hope they really <laughs> craft something that is 
has a little bit of substance to it. Mm-hmm. Even even though it's going to be ridiculous yeah. and fun and funny, I don't know. There's something if they can find a way to nuance something in there that actually means something or is you know more grounded, that would be pretty cool. I'm going to say something that I normally bash movies for. Yeah. I hope to see some cameos in this movie. <laughs> I want to see Hasselhoff. See I want to see Pam you know Anderson and Carmen Electra. Oh, if I don't see the Hoff, I'm, the movie's getting a C minus. How, no how many what. Baywatch uh, people can you name? Like, th- was this like a show for you? Uh, I think it wasn't you can name three. Because I, I knew Hasselhoff. I, Pam I think Anderson, I knew Pam Anderson was on Carmen there. Electra. Uh, Not that it matters, but it wasn't necessarily a show I watched. That's why I wondered if if you guys like knew the show. Yasmin no. Bleef. I'm not I'm, I, I'm not super familiar with the show. I mean, I've you know caught reruns of it and stuff, mm-hmm. and it's whatever. But slow at the motion same time, running looks, on the beach. We all know this looks real funny. Like yeah. it looks real, looks real funny. Um, Seth Gordon is directing it. He's done some great stuff. Uh, I absolutely love that he's responsible for some of the greatest television. Uh, you know, he wrote on The Office and Modern Family, and um, he is responsible for Sneaky Pete. Which I don't know if you guys saw Sneaky Pete, but oh, that's I've been the, wanting yeah, to. That's, that's the, the Giovanni Gribisi right? one, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So uh, I really enjoyed that, and you know, even the movies he's done have been, for the most part, good. Horrible Bosses, oh, yeah. I thought was really good. Horrible Bosses, um, great. so yeah. And he actually, this is the one I didn't know before I looked it up. He directed the King of Kong, Fistful of Quarters, the documentary. My favorite documentary of all time. Yeah, it's the uh, the old uh, the Donkey Kong the Donkey Kong documentary. documentary. Yeah, yeah. Huh. So. Yeah, I'm really interested to see what they can do. So that's my number five. That was a great documentary. Uh, all right, Jesus, what do you have at number five? Uh, my number five is um, it's kind of a it's an indie pick. I know summer movies are mainly about the the bigger blockbuster movies, but I had to throw this movie in here just because it's uh, has a super interesting premise. It's called a ghost story. Mm, um, it premiere. It's been premiering at uh, film festivals right now and stuff like that. I'm hoping it might be a secret screening at the film festival I'm going to. But, nice. Um, it's it comes out this summer in limited release, but it's uh, Rooney Mara and Casey Affleck, and Casey Affleck is acting in a sheet. He's in a in a ghost sheet. And it's this uh, <laughs> like with little a, eye hole. It's a, eye, eye holes. That's what the poster is. At least <laughs> I haven't watched the trailer for it. I don't want to nice. spoil myself. But that's what the poster is. It's him with in a sheet with holes in it. It's the great but pumpkin. It's a, it's a Charlie creepy Brown. love story. He's like um the deceased husband of Rooney Mara and then like the story continues after his death so that reminds I know, me seems seems interesting that reminds me of the what was it, the Elijah which was it Wilfred where Wilfred. His, his friend was a dog he's just dressed in a dog costume yeah, yeah. Wilfred. <laughs> that was so on FX me. I think yeah that was a great great show. Well, that sounds interesting for sure yeah and it's a 24 uh, uh somebody in the chat noticed yeah it's a 24 also they've been hitting it out of the park, out of the park always, yeah. they so. also have uh it comes at night coming out this oh, year too, Joel and that Edgerton. looks that looks crazy so good. good. That looks really good. Is that your number five, Andrew? No. All right. What's your number five? My actually, my list has changed a little bit from whenever I made the YouTube video of my top ten most anticipated. So coming cool. up number five, we have Dunkirk. Nice. I'm going to trump that. I was going to say great, great choice. I was going to imagine somebody would trump that one. Uh, yeah, I'll trump Dunkirk. All right, I'll go on to my number four. Uh, I'm pretty predictable from here on out. Okay. Uh, number four is Spider-Man: Homecoming for me. Okay. Um, and nobody has that higher. Um, it was my number four. So. Okay, well then we'll just talk about it here on this round. Okay. Um, I am really excited to see with Marvel's hands more in the Spider-Man, you know, creation what they can do with this and the fact that it's in the expanded universe now. Uh, my understanding is Tony Stark will feature prominently in it, uh, which makes a lot of sense to bring somebody like that in. 
Um, I that excites me. I know for some people they don't like that, but I really am looking forward to seeing how well they can pull. Yeah, that off. that's that's the one thing that has me not as excited for it. Is it's been too much Tony Stark and Robert Downey Jr. for me. Like I get like I think it's a smart. Oh, in the previews. Uh, in the previews, yeah, and that's a, I guess a where okay. we differentiate because I've seen the early previews. I haven't seen this most recent one, but um, don't watch it. Well, it, but it but it makes that, sense. I, that's what I hear. I hear don't watch this recent one, but it, it makes sense. It makes sense to put him in the previews especially if you're trying to sell this, sell this movie to people who love iron man in the marvel movies that's a great way to which do it. i'm hoping that's all it is i i hope that they're just trying to sell this movie a little bit more because uh spider-man's my favorite superhero um this would be higher on my list but it's just like i'm kind of to a point where it's like all right this is the third spider-man like can we hopefully just this be our definitive spider-man and move <laughs> forward like i mean toby mcguire is still my guy but i'm like okay like let's Hope this one lasts so we don't have to reboot this beloved superhero again. I don't, know. I don't, I think know, after Civil I don't War, think it will. After like, Civil War, I think Tom Holland is my new Spider-Man. I, yeah, I love Tom Holland in Civil War. It, it's I too really quick, did. Too quick to call for me. After I after I see this movie, I'll make the call, but Toby's sure. still my guy. Totally understand that. Um, I don't know. We give a lot of grace to like DC for, re, you know, they reboot Batman whenever they want to. You know, how many times yeah. have... Have they gone with a new Batman? I think universe that's different, and, though. I kind of compare that to the way they do James Bond movies. It's like you know, Batman is just this cowl that can be put on by different actors and stuff. So mm-hmm. Batman, I give a, a pass as far as like rebooting. Yeah, but why a is bunch that? It's times. really the same thing, though, isn't it? I think it's because we've been trained with Batman to expect recasting. Yeah, I don't think we're there yet with Spider Man, right? Yes. Or any of the Marvel stuff. It's yeah. gonna happen. They're gonna excited. recast some of these. These uh, Iron Man will be recast eventually. Oh yeah, eventually. I mean it, it will happen. But yeah, I'm really excited. Michael Feel sorry Keaton for whoever that is. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, they're one day they are going to have to recast uh, Logan. You know, because uh, Hugh Jackman's not. not doing it anymore. Yeah, they're going to have to recast Wolverine one day. I have a whole other rant on that for another <laughs> podcast episode. Let's not get Tom Hardy to be Wolverine. That's no, all I say. Definitely not Tom. Hardy. I think Tom Hardy would make a great Wolverine. <laughs> fight! 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 Definitely fight! Not Tom claws Hardy. out! Claws out. Uh, your number four. You said you had number yeah, we, four was Spider-Man both of our four was Spider Man. Okay, so, so what do you got? Um. So my number four was uh, War for the Planet of the Apes. I'm gonna have to trump you again. That's fine. I have Andrew, I'm so sorry, man. That's okay. I'm just I'm putting stuff above you. You can only do it one more time. Oh, that's so. right. No, actually, I would have <laughs> no more to do because uh, oh, this yeah. is my number three. Uh, my number three is, and my number three will probably get trumped. My number three is actually Guardians Two. It is my number three. So that's my number two. Uh, then you can still hold that. So we'll hold off till you. So what do you got at number three? Uh, My number three is Atomic Blonde, the new Charlie's Theron movie. That looks really good. Man, okay, so you got, it's uh, from David Leak, Leaks. I don't know how to say his name uh, properly, but that was one of the directors of uh, John Wick 1. And uh, the other director did John Wick 2. So this is uh, David Leak's time to shine for Atomic Blonde. And, uh, you I said love it's Charlize? Huh? It's Charlize? Is yeah. That yeah, it's Charlize Theron. Uh, this looks amazing. It features uh, the same gun, gun-fu type fighting style. But uh, it's a, another interesting spy movie. You got James McAvoy and John Goodman in it. So it's no, I like really, that. That's has a this good really cast. interesting cast. Uh, the trailers for it were fantastic. Like They, they play out kind of like music videos, which doesn't always work, but it yeah. really works for this one. And uh, Charlize Theron is great. She is She's freaking kicking a lot of butt in it it's gonna be it's gonna be real fun very cool i'm excited for that one all right andrew what do you got at number three number three i have 
I had Guardians. So that's been trumped by Jesus. Yeah, so. So, uh, well, we can finally talk about War for the Planet of the Apes. That's my number hey. two. Unless it's your number one, Jesus. No. no. All right. Let's talk about War for the Planet of the Apes. I can talk about something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my number two most anticipated movie of this summer. I am so excited to see where this franchise goes. Um, I Each movie, for me, has been a, a really pleasant surprise. Like, I went into the first expecting nothing. And it was great. And I went into the exact, the second expecting it to be as good as the first, and it was better. And I just like, if they can keep amping it up, um, I'm really excited for it. Yeah. Here's the thing. We've said this a million times on this podcast. Andy Serkis is and forever will be the greatest motion capture artist of all time. Uh-huh. What he's able to do with that character, Caesar, to bring life to something like that and make it so believable is nothing short of extraordinary. And I am so excited to see him square off against Woody Harrelson in this because Woody Harrelson looks terrifying in this movie. I think he looks really mm-hmm. good. The animosity that you can feel between these two characters just in the trailers has me like giddy with joy of what I can expect from this movie. Exciting. I wonder, let's see, okay, again, you know I'm in the dark on a lot of this stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Like I haven't seen a single trailer for this. Somebody in the Summer Sum game that we'll be talking about here in a little bit when they wrote down the War of the Planet of the Apes for you know whatever slot they were slotting it in, mm-hmm. said War of the Planet of Woody Harrelson's Head. And I had no <laughs> idea what that meant. And I was like, I'm sure that's hilarious, no, but I have no idea. I, I get it. Even, that's pretty funny. He's just, he's, just, he's doing that thing with, that they do with army characters where they're constantly shaving with a blade. With a uh-huh. knife. Oh, yeah, okay. and, that, and that's Woody Harrelson in this, in this preview, shaving yeah. his head a lot. I was but, like, um, what does Woody Harrelson have to do with anything? I still haven't, seen the, I I still haven't seen the second Apes movie yet, but uh, oh. I remember I loved the first one. So, but I think the Woody Harrelson has me. I keep, I Woody Harrelson going. has me pumped for this third one. So I'm gonna I'm gonna check the cycle out soon. I think Rise is still up there for me as my favorite. More the than first Dawn. One, I think Rise is the first one, isn't it? And then Dawn I always is, get it mixed up. But yeah. Rise is the first one. Yeah. yeah, I think I like Rise a little bit more. They're both phenomenal. Yeah. So that's why I have really high expectations for this movie. Yeah, I'm really and excited I don't, about it. I don't. Uh, I'm not mad at you at all for bringing it your number two. I totally get it. Yep, that is my number two. All right, we know Jesus' number two is Guardians. Yes, we do. Uh, so let's talk, talk about, about Guardians. Go ahead. I think, I mean, Guardians is, obviously, I think it's the, the big pick for number one for most people. I mean, this is pretty anticipated. Yeah, it's interesting. None of us had it at number one, though, Which for is our most anticipated. Yeah. But um, I think it's going to be it's gonna be a blast. I love it when you can get, like, the same exact crew back. I mean, you got James Gunn. You got the whole cast back. You got everybody's back. Um, so I, I instantly love that right off the bat. Um, I think the way they're marketing it is really fun. Um, like, you know, kind of it being meta about being a sequel because they're kind of like you only get to save the galaxy twice. And it's like so I, I like the dynamic that they're going for. And I think uh, Guardians moving forward, especially since they announced uh, number three already, is going to kind of be like a centerpiece for the next phase of Marvel going through. Cause since we got Captain Marvel, I think a lot of it's going to be taking place in space. So I think uh, this is interesting. So yeah. I think this is going to set up a lot moving forward for uh, the MCU. I think we're going to get more uh, cosmic space centric stuff moving forward. Well, yeah, you, if you look at the newest Thor trailer, that's definitely an indication of where they're heading. And Thor, yeah. Uh, my number two. Yeah, what's your number two? It, based solely on this one trailer. I'm sorry. What? What's your number two? It. What? It. What? It. 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 it? Yeah. Oh, uh, you, who, you who's on firsting? Like... <laughs> Are you who's on firsting me? I am. I'm who's on firsting you. <laughs> okay. No, honestly, this. I I thought the movie was gonna be okay. After watching this trailer, I was like, 
100% on board. And the fact that it jumped all the way from, meh, it could be good, to my number two most anticipated movie, says something about the performances I saw in this really quick trailer where not much is said. No. And I felt all of the tension and fear that I initially felt from the original miniseries and the book. That's a huge book, by the yeah. way. And uh, this is going to be a two-parter as well. I don't know if you guys know that yeah, or not. I'll, that's what I was going to bring up. I didn't know if you knew it was a two-parter. Yeah, so the first book, or the first movie, I guess, is going to be their, when they're kids. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then the second book is when they're adults. Yeah, or it's supposed to take place like 20 book? years later, yeah. I think, will be the second one. But, uh, man, what I'm seeing from... Uh, which Skarsgård? Uh, it's Bill. Bill Skarsgård. From uh, Hemlock Grove, and that's why I've been so excited for this. Like, I, I really don't like that show. I love Hemlock. I'm one of the few that absolutely loves Hemlock Grove. Like, I love that show so much. I think he would recommend it. So <laughs> Yeah, it sounds like it. it, sounds like <laughs> it. So I've been, I've been on board ever since Bill was cast for, for Pennywise. Yeah. Uh, initially, they were going to have Will Poulter, who mm-hmm. was in, I think, Maze Runner. He was also in Revenant. Kid with the eyebrows. Eyebrow Kid. Eyebrow <laughs> Kid is what everybody knows him as. But uh, no, from what I'm seeing from this cast of kids and what they're doing in this trailer, I'm like, ooh, I am so on board. And Bill looks terrifying. Looks terrifying. I love uh, Terrifying. And with these kids, you kind of get like a, a Stranger Things vibe, and not only one because of one of the kids is in this movie. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. But you do get like the main this kind one. of uh, Stranger, Thing, uh, Stranger Things vibe with it. So Yeah. Cool. I'm so stoked for that. Well, Aaron, we know what your number one is. Yeah, you do. You trumped me early on. It is Dunkirk. Uh, I get it. I am so excited for, like I said, Christopher Nolan doing an original IP. Like uh, Every time he does that, he hits it out of the park. Uh, the Prestige, Inception, um, you know what uh the the name's a memento memento you know, interstellar interstellar like i just like i love this man's brain and i love when he does that stuff when he goes into batman stuff i'm like eh, you can kind of see but he's like handcuffed like i feel like when he gets into somebody else's universe it handcuffs like his ability to think escher like you know on different levels and so i'm excited to see you know kind of what dunkirk brings i know nothing about it is he so, working with jonathan on this one do you know i don't okay yeah, I'm, I don't. I'm I haven't seen a preview. I know nothing. I mean, as we were talking in the pre-show, like I mean, I've been watching a lot of Christopher Nolan movies for the first time. I mean, yeah. besides Batman, besides the Batman movies, uh, in the past five months, I watched Memento, Interstellar, and Inception all for the first time. So it's like as I keep watching, because at first I was never too excited for this one. It was a little too vague for me, and I'm not a big war movie person either. So I've always kind of been like, eh. But as I keep watching more Christopher Nolan movies, the Prestige is up next. So, like, as I keep watching more, I'm like, okay, Dunkirk could be something cool, because now I'm like, what's his angle on this war movie? Like, what's going to be the, you know, smart craziness? Like, what's going to happen? Smart craziness, that's exactly the way to say it. (laughs) He's solo writing and directing this. He's not working with his brother. Very nice. That's my number one. What about you? My number one, uh, we mentioned it uh, at the beginning of the show, is Baby Driver. Nice. Uh, It got moved up to the summer. It was originally, um, it got moved up two months, I believe. It was supposed to come out in October, I think. Uh, they moved it up because the trailer did really well. Uh, people are really excited for us. It's uh, about a getaway driver with tinnitus, so he like makes a playlist. So apparently, like the action scenes are choreographed to the music. So I mean, uh, I love Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim is one of my favorite movies ever. 
Me too. And uh, music prom is uh, very prominent in that with the action. Yeah, scene. I was going to so say that's a good that's comparison. If that's an indicator yeah. of what this movie's going to be like, um, this is Ansel Elgort, which who hasn't gotten to do much since. Uh, I love Ansel Break Elgort. It. I love him. He's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so I'm excited. It's got a great cast with um, Jamie Fox and John Hamm in it, and uh, Kevin uh, Spacey. And Kevin Spacey. Yeah, uh, this movie looks awesome. The act it looks really cool. Looks really sexy. Uh, it looks funny because I mean it is Edgar Wright. And this has been my number one anticipated movie for a while. And as soon as they moved up to the summer, I'm like, okay, this is gonna be this gonna be good stuff. Cool. Totally get it. And uh, I think I think I know your number one. Why don't you go ahead and say it? Is it the Dark Tower? It's the Dark Tower. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm getting my Dark Tower tattoo in a couple weeks. I'm excited. Everybody on this channel should know by now the Dark Tower is my favorite thing of all time. Yeah. More than any other movie, book, television show, song, or game, mustache. Or mustache. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Dark Tower more than I do some people. So whenever I found out that they were actually going to be finally, finally trying to realize this as a movie, I got giddy with joy. Now, now you're nervous as all get out, though, right? I can't be more nervous than this, <laughs> which we're going to talk about later on a specific like subgenre of making lists and uh -huh. stuff. I'll I'll get it back into the Dark Tower, but yeah, uh, Idris Elba going to be playing Roland Deschain, and you're going to have Matthew McConaughey as the Man in Black. Um, I there's been so many different theories as to what the movie, what story it's going to be telling, or something. If it's based on the first book, then pretty much what it's going to be is. Idris Elba hunting down the man in black. That's going to be the whole movie, which it's fascinating, like all the trials and tribulations that he goes through to try and find this guy. But I could not be more excited for this or more nervous. Well, that'll do it. Those are our top five. You ready? You guys want to go into the subcategories here? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's start with the movie you've got your fingers crossed about. The one you think, man, if this is good, it could be really good for this summer and let's go in reverse andrew why don't you start this it's the dark tower <laughs> that's what i thought <laughs> i have to this movie about. has to be good it can't not be good oh man i need it to well be good it can so not be good oh it's did you even notice in the chat somebody predicted yours before we even got to it <laughs> oh did they really spartan knight said all right all together for uh and there's number one the <laughs> dark, dark tower. tower yeah good job spartan bdg knight. says nobody pick captain underpants nope sorry bdg no, it's not on that. passing on that one I even though it's the first epic movie um i almost had a uh, lego ninjago as my number five because yeah. everything lego movies have done so is far. that out in the summer when's that yeah. come out uh that one comes out on a september september 22nd Okay, so not, technically, technically very summer. late summer, yes. It is literally the last day of summer, <laughs> but it's, that makes it a summer movie. But yeah, The Dark Tower, it, I had needed it to be good so bad. You know what's interesting, I, I just thought of this, uh, oh, I guess you had Dunkirk on your list. Uh huh. I was going to say all of our number ones, nobody else even had on their list. Like, neither of us had Baby Driver on our nope. list, neither of us had... You know, good uh, Dark Tower. I almost said Good Tower. The Dark Tower on our list, but you did have Dunkirk on yours. Yeah. Okay. So but, you want me to switch out Dunkirk for <laughs> no. Lego Ninjago? <laughs> no, you're fine. You're fine. What about you? These uh, my fingers crossed. One was a, is an interesting pick. It is All Eyes on Me. It is nice. the Tupac. Tupac yeah, biopic. yeah. And the reason my fingers are crossed from it is because the it's been very odd. Like it's been very low key. It hasn't been talked about a whole lot. Um, definitely isn't the anticipation level of Straight Outta Compton was, you know, and it's uh, a lot of the same producers and stuff that worked on Straight Outta Compton, but obviously not, you know, 
uh, some of the other ones. And the actor that portrayed Tupac did appear in Straight Outta Compton. This is all in the mm-hmm. uh, hip hop cinematic he looks universe. So That's much like Tupac and Shakur, he, it is crazy. He looks just like him, but the thing that has me nervous: he talks once in the entire trailer. Like he does not speak. Uh. You don't see him do any of the performing. So that's why I'm like, there's a lot of flags for this movie. And mm. like I said, it just hasn't really been uh, anticipated you, the way Straight Out Compton was. And you'd think it'd be the other way around. I mean, yeah. it's just Tupac Shakur. And you'd think if it was good, they'd definitely highlight that so in the trailer to get people there. Yeah. So it's like they, they dropped the trailer and they barely even like tweeted about it or anything. They just uh. kind of like put it out there. So was it, it there was, if I I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, I think this was supposed to be a 2016 release too. It was. I think, I think it, they, it's been pushed it, back a lot. Yeah. Pushed it's it back. pushed back a lot. So, you know, I yeah, got my there's fingers red crossed. Flags. I want it to be good, but there's lots of red flags. I yeah. think I remember them it's saying, a perfect fingers crossed. It movie. really is. I was like, Oh, I know exactly what I'm picking for this one. <laughs> think and i could be wrong please do not quote me on this but i think i remember hearing they wanted this movie to come out after uh, uh straight out of compton so that's why it was pushed back yeah don't know if i buy it and it, it was it's also uh directed by benny boom who is known for doing music videos which one that makes me happy because he does a lot of hip-hop and rap music videos so i mean he's very entrenched in the hip-hop world but at the same time this is only his third movie credit so i mean there's you know uh, that's an interesting caveat to it as well. So uh, I don't know. I would love that movie to be good too. I'm right I, yeah, I want it to be good so bad. You know, yeah. Straight Out Content came out in 2015. So is it really? Yeah. So oh. so yeah, it was supposed to come out lat, like in December. Because I remember yeah. actually yeah. when I was when that's I was looking was. at like um, my list of movies I needed to watch for uh, awards. It was one of them that was kind of hovering on there, and then it just disappeared because yeah. they they pushed it back. Yeah, that's so. what it was. It's supposed to be December. So, yeah. So, no, that's a great fingers crossed pick. Well, look at how many times the Dark Tower has been pushed back. So, uh, it's nerve wracking, huh? Yeah. Uh, it my, was supposed to come out three months ago. My fingers <laughs> crossed uh, pick is The Mummy. Uh, I <laughs> am. I, Tom Cruise has made magic where there was no magic before. And my this fingers are crossed that he can somehow pull this off. Um, because that could be a lot of fun. You know, Tom yeah. Cruise being Tom Cruise is always fun for me. But. Uh, just the vibes I'm getting are that this, you know, this isn't going to be a. And again, I haven't seen any trailers or anything like this, but but you know, just kind of the buzz is that it's not going to be. The trailers all that great. have been interesting, but right, here, Andrew? <laughs> here's the thing for me, anyway. Every single time I see a Tom Cruise movie, I think, oh, that's going to be a piece of crap. It turns out to be phenomenal. First time I heard about Edge of Tomorrow, yeah, I thought, oh, that's going to be total garbage. Probably one of my favorite Tom Cruise movies <laughs> and one of the best sci-fi movies of like the last ten years. Yeah, it blew me away with how good that movie That's was. That's what I'm saying. This, this could... movie doesn't look good, so I'm waiting. And for the simple fact that they're trying to build a cinematic universe for you know the Universal monsters, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think they're doing it in an interesting way with uh, Russell Crowe's um, Mr. Hyde and Dr. Mr. Jekyll. Hyde and Do- or yeah, Doctor Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. So. I think that'll be interesting, and like, there's theories about Tom Cruise's character that I find interesting. I won't mention it to spoil Aaron, yeah, because that's a that's a tra- it is a trailer thing. But there's well, a, there's you. a theory with his character, and I think it's kind of interesting. But uh, I love the I love the Brendan Fraser mummy movies. Like those, movies I love the first, first, first one. Yeah. I like the second one too. I really Scorpion like the second. King, really? No, the Scorpion. No, that's the. Uh, it was yeah, Mummy Two. Uh, oh Scorpion yeah, then, no, I do love Mummy Two. Mummy Three is even okay. Which Jet one was Lee, the Rock in? He was in. He was in the Scorpion, Scorpion King, King, and right? he was in the Scorpion King movie. Okay, ignoring the bad CGI on that, it's still <laughs> a solid movie. CGI it's still a solid movie. And the Mummy One is great. 
I have a question for you, Aaron. Yeah. You don't watch trailers at all. What Try do you, not to, yes. What do you know about this movie? Yeah. Tom Cruise is in it. That's it. Okay. That's it. That is- and, and it's relaunching the Mummy franchise as part of the expanded universe. Like, I know that stuff through news. Um, but that's, yeah, that's pretty much it. Wow. So, hmm. so yeah, knowing was- what I know from the trailers and stuff, I'm going to be really fascinated whenever we're watching this movie. I want to get your... Uh, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm going to be looking over every now and then. Yeah. Whenever I <laughs> when something Wasn't that from a great? Tra- that's why I love it. I love yeah. to experience the stuff during the movie. You know, it just makes it fun for me. Um, yeah, that's my fingers crossed. All right, let's move on to uh, let's do for me, but probably not for you. What's a movie coming out this summer that you think you'll like that a lot of people won't? Um, I got one because yeah, it, it, it came up in the chat actually, but I have it in my notes. Uh, one that I think will be for me, but maybe not for everybody else, is American Assassin. Okay, um, it's, oh, a, that's it's for again me. on that on that action level that I've really been digging on. I just watched The Raid for the first time the other day too. <gasps> so like, it's right on this level of action that I really mm-hmm. like. Uh, and at first, I was watching the trailer, I was like, okay, this looks like every other assassin spy movie, but then it's not. Uh, Michael Keaton comes in there, and it's got uh, Dylan O'Brien from the Maze Runner mm-hmm. series, who I think is a uh, great actor. I think this could be his um, something that pushes him forward. Uh, this looks like it could be like a Nightwing audition almost, like because he has like the long hair too. Um, but American Assassin it looks really cool. It looks really interesting. Um, don't really know too much about it. it also, just kind of came out of nowhere. Um, I don't think it's gonna be like great or anything. But for my movie cool. sensibilities, though, I was like, I think I'm gonna dig this. Uh, yeah, I know absolutely nothing about. Like, I didn't when you said it. I didn't even know it was a movie. So I just be, heard about it like two days ago. <laughs> Aaron, what do you got? Uh, for me, I've got you know, I've got Cars three in that slot. Mm. I think I'll end up loving Cars three in a lot of people just because the Cars franchise is kind of Pixar's stepchild. Uh, you know, it's like, <laughs> um, I think a lot of people won't enjoy it, but I have a feeling I didn't like Cars two. Uh, is my least favorite Pixar movie. Wow. But, Car- but Cars 1, I really enjoy. I think Cars 1 is really good. Uh, and I think they're going to get back to some cool stuff. I so. think Cars 1, yeah, this looks like it, they're going to be going back to the roots of, like, okay, he's back in the racing world. Like, I just trust Car- I just trust those storytellers. I, I trust them to figure out how to get that Cars back on track. Cars 2 is just such a weird departure. Like, yeah. It just, it was real weird. Yeah, it was an international spy movie with Cars, and it just, it didn't quite work for Made me. Made no sense. But, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So that's that's my one that I think I love that a lot of people don't like. Yeah. Uh, for me, it can't, it's coming down between two movies. One of them I have a feeling you will like, and another one I have a feeling you will like. <laughs> so I'm just gonna pick one at random here. I'm gonna go with a movie called The Wall. Okay, tell me about Which it. Which one's that one again? So The Wall stars Aaron Taylor Johnson. Okay. And believe it or not, it stars John Cena. Okay. It's about yeah. It's 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 one set movie. That's why I kind of like it's kind of like a play sort of. Two marine snipers in Afghanistan are are uh, that could be interesting overseeing this um uh, this car that's just parked out in the middle of the desert. And John Cena is like, "All right, I'm gonna go and check it out, see what's going on." He gets out there, he gets shot by a sniper. His partner can't get to him because, and he's still alive. John Cena is still alive. And he, his partner can't get to him to save him because he's pinned down by this sniper. All of a sudden, uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson's radioing, went, radioing for backup. Turns out that the other sniper, the Afghani sniper who's trying to kill him, has hacked his comms. So the whole movie is a conversation between Aaron Taylor Johnson and the Afghani sniper with him pleading to go and save. I feel like that was a save. whole bunch of spoilers just then. Like, that was like the whole plot. 
Yeah, but the whole movie is basically the premise of him trying to plead to save his friend. Wow. I think it looks amazing. And the yeah, fact that John Cena is in it is like, what? See, if if you would if it would have been somebody other than John Cena, I would have been in. <laughs> but just like I'm I'm imagining this scene of a desert with John C. Riley or not John C. John Riley. C. Riley. John C. Riley is a marine wait, sniper. Hold on. Let's yes. John C. Riley in this movie. Can we please can we please have somebody named John Cena Riley? <laughs> like that would be the best Saturday Night Live character ever. But no, they I'm, probably just, I'm imagining be. John Cena like laying in the dirt like but in his normal John Cena clothes yeah. <laughs> in this movie. Um, we're probably not going to see that movie this week because there's a bunch of movies coming out that week that are like more high profile. It's called The Wall. The Wall, yeah, very nice. The other movie was called Wakefield, which is a Brian Cranston movie. It was about the pitcher Tim Wakefield. Yes. Okay. Good. All right. Uh, on to the one. It's that... not really. A, of I course. Need, not. I need to say of that real not. quick. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you were you were yes ending me and you did yes. very well. Yes, I am. <laughs> uh, let's do the one that uh you will. What is this? One? Oh, this one is for other people. Uh, they'll probably love it, but you're not going to. Oh. Yeah, got a good one for that? Yeah. Uh, do you want me to go first on this sure. one? Sure. Go ahead. I will go with Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets. You think a lot of people are going to like that? I do, because I know that there are a lot of... I mean, I love Fifth Element. See, here's the thing. Fifth Element is good. I think it's the fact that it is so overhyped that makes me just... I don't get why people oh. love that movie so much. Yeah. I love that movie. I just noticed Aaron's figurines. Yeah. Yeah, he's got the like, Chris Tucker one over Fifth there. Element. Um, just, just oh, is so that the Bruce the, Willis one right next yeah, to him as well? Four, okay. there's yeah, there's four of them over I there. See, I saw them all. Those the are technically Danae's, by the way. She's, oh, really? She's a big fan of Fifth Element, too. So. See, whenever it comes to Luke Besson, the movie I always go for is Leon the Professional. I think the movie's way better. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that... This movie could be good, but I just see so much like Jupiter ascending in this movie that I'm mm-hmm. really not looking forward Jupiter to. Jupiter ascending, by the way, not a good movie. Just in case you <laughs> Spoiler alert, the movie's <laughs> terrible. Yeah. I love Was Dame that a Wachowski Dahan. sisters movie? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, that's Wachowski. Um, so this one we'll get into a little bit more with box office, but um I think Wonder Woman is one that um, you know, I've I've I have an interesting call. Yeah, relationship with call. DC, you know, and I think Wonder Woman has the best shot of being their best one so far. Yeah. Um, easily. I mean, it's very um, its own thing. It's a solo movie. People uh, loved her. I think she's one of the strong points of BVS. Um, you know, the I best think, part of BVS. So, I mean, I think this movie has signs to be the best DC movie so far. But at the same time, that's not saying much for me. Uh, I'm very much on the fence about anything DC now, especially um, I'm very on the fence with Justice League. Everybody else has been pretty hyped after the trailer. I'm a little bit on the fence on that, too. So well, I'm I don't not saying I, I won't like Wonder Woman. I'm just I, I'm, I'm not sure. How could you be anything but on the fence with DC? Like, the, what is the good movie that makes you think? You know I'm what I mean? You, like, there are hardcore fans. Out there are no, 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 apologists out there. No, of course there are. There are apologists for every movie. But I mean, I. I I think for the most part, at least the three of us in this room can agree that they haven't made a great movie yet. So, and some of us would argue they haven't made a good movie yet. I could say they made a, a good movie. Man of Steel was good. Yeah, I wouldn't, okay. I wouldn't say Man of Steel. I'd say I think BBS a lot of people extended. forget Man of Steel is actually in this DC universe. Yeah, I know. People true. look at BVS as like but the Superman beginning. Is, but Superman is wrong in that movie too. Like, I mean, it just yeah. it's not Superman. Ma- Man you don't of like Steel. Henry Cavill as a Superman? I, I I think if they would give him some of the actual characteristics of the Superman that I you know that I knew and loved, I yeah. maybe. 
I think if they would have did Man of Steel exactly the same, except it be Brandon Routh's version of Superman, and yeah. not, not even just him as an actor, but like that version from right, Superman Returns, yeah. I think that is a very good Superman. And I say BVS, the Ultimate Edition, is a good movie. I won't say it's great, but it has to be the Ultimate Edition. So though. long. It, it is long, but it <laughs> so does make long. it better, though. It does make the movie a lot better. I'm still waiting to watch the the released footage of the Nick Cage Superman movie. We can we can at least all agree Have that you watched uh, the documentary. No, not yet. I want to though. It's amazing. Is it the death of the death of Superman lives? What happened is the name of the documentary. Is it um, good? It's it's phenomenal. Like cool. you, they get to talk to Tim Burton. You see a concept art of Nick Cage as Superman. Like it's it's real cool. Um, we can all at least agree on the fact that Academy Award winning Suicide Squad is a piece of trash, right? Like that's <laughs> oh. you pick that. I did. I it's blame you. I blame you. Fault, <laughs> that category was a terrible category. Star Trek should have won. Okay. Yeah. It was. It was not a good category. But I think Killer Croc was enough to get Suicide Squad that award. Uh, it was CGI. No, it uh, wasn't. Killer Croc was makeup. No, a lot of that was CGI. It's practical. That was all practical. Practically awful. All right. uh, <laughs> uh, uh, okay, uh, for mine, I'm going with Pirates. I think a lot of people will love Pirates movies because they're uh, still being made. Some, they're still being some made. Reason. Somebody loves them, and I haven't. I haven't liked a Pirates movie since the first one, and uh, I I do not understand them anymore. I, I, I don't. I don't get how they're attractive. I they echo seem that the Chinese the Chinese market for those pirate movies is what's keeping it alive. Oh, what is it, man? Like. They're dark, they're depressing, they're gross. They're they dumb. Just, they just dumb. seem very messy. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, and they're not lit well at all. Oh, it's no, just... not at all. And this new one, they have Javier Bardem in the just weirdest looking CGI like on the planet. Oh, yeah. Like It is so odd looking. When I saw the tr- the teaser, the te- not the trailer, the teaser for this movie, I'm like, wow, this could actually be the first good Pirates movie since the first one. Then they released the full trailer, and I was like, oh, never mind. <laughs> it, it's, it looks so weird. Why? Yeah, I was going to mention that more in the box office. But I think a lot too. of people like, love it. I, you know, people Somebody have, loves them. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, it's the international market. I'm not even joking. That's keeping those movies alive. Well, and that's, that's a they legit part of the market right now. They do not do well domestically. Well, speaking of that, we're going to make our domestic predictions coming up next. But before we get there, a uh, big thank you to our uh, Patreon supporters. Two new supporters since last week. Uh, welcome hey. to Damien, who pledged. Thank you, Damien. Thank and you, Damien. Isaac pledged as well. Uh, thank you, Damien and Isaac. Really appreciate you coming on board uh, and supporting Studio DNA. That is the podcast network that Sif Pop lives on. And so the entire network is supported by people just like you. Uh, and when you support, by the way, you get access to all the bonus episodes and you have your own dedicated Patreon podcast feed. That means you subscribe to a different feed that has all the exclusive pre-shows that pop up in it, all that kind of fun stuff. So uh, if you're interested, go to patreon.com slash studio DNA and you can support there. And thank you so much for doing that. All right, on to the Summer Sum Game. This is where we're going to predict which movies will make the most dollars domestically over the course of the summer. Now, all the rules and the details are at the link to fill out your picks. Uh, If you want that link, best place to get it is probably to follow me on Twitter, uh, Aaron Dicer, and I've tweeted about it recently. I'm sure I will tweet it out again as we get to the deadline. The deadline is May 3rd because Guardians comes out uh, shortly after that. 
Uh, so we will make the deadline May 3rd to get your picks in. All you got to do is pick your top 10 in order, and then you'll get a certain amount of points for getting them exactly dead on. You'll get more points if they're just you know one space. So if you pick a movie to come in at number five and it comes in at number four, uh, then you will get you know a certain number of points. And if it's on the top 10 at all, you'll get a certain number of points. Oh, okay. So everybody picks one through 10 and three wild cards. And the wild cards are a way to go. If this makes the top 10, you'll get some points. Uh, kind of idea. So those are the general rules. You can check them out again in detail at the link. But I thought it'd be fun for the three of us, since we're all playing, to kind of go through our lists. And this time, instead of going round robin, we'll just uh, go one at a time, kind of explain our thoughts and picking our list and uh, work our way through them uh, from number one to number 10 in our three wild cards. Uh, and Devon, you want to start us off? Yeah. Do all you right, want me to go us- from bottom up or. You know, tell, one- tell the story however you want to tell it. So man. we're picking 10? Yes. Okay. Okay, um, so I will do my, I'll do my one through ten. I'll do it. I'll start off at number one and then go through, and then I'll do wild cards at the end. Sure, and if you want to talk about, you know, like why you think that kind of stuff. Yeah, some of them I'll elaborate on. Some of them are just kind of like that's where they're at. So number one, it was very tough because Marvels could be competing with themselves, I believe. So my number one and two are both Marvel. Number one, I got Spider Man Homecoming, and Ooh. the reason I have that number one is, um, I think. Just because it's Spider-Man. I mean, Spider-Man is arguably the most popular Marvel character. And it's finally with the other Marvel movies now. We've already gotten a glimpse of him in Civil War. And people absolutely loved him in Civil War. Um, I mean, and just for the fact that this is his first solo movie with Marvel. I mean, this movie is going to do, like, stupid numbers. I think, like, people don't under it, like understand how much money it's going to make. Especially with a weak summer schedule compared to most uh, yeah. years. I think Spider-Man Homecoming is going to just dominate. and cool. um, But like I said, it's competing with another Marvel property. Number two would be Guardians 2, which I debated putting at number one. Um, Guardians 2, it was a surprise, and it did super well. It was a great movie. like It did well financially and critically. Guardians 2, um, it's going to be good, and word of mouth is going to have it hanging around for a long time. Like I think that's what how Guardians could do really well. Like It's going to hang around for like six weeks in the top five. I think number three, number three, unfortunately, but it's another situation. These movies keep getting made for a reason. And even domestically, you're going to say transformers, aren't you? Transformers. That's not a bad pick. It's a juggernaut. They like, make so much it, money. It's a money making machine. My brain literally. is like, my brain is like, please stop making this much please money. Stop it, but <laughs> it, it, they won't. And people, they, there is this hardcore group of people that are just like, I don't care how dumb it is. It's, robots destroying each other it's still transformers i don't care i'm seeing the same ways like i especially thought the last one was going to be the first one that didn't do very well you know no more shia labeouf and it was all this other new stuff and it's arguably the worst one and it did like the second best out of any of the transformer movies it makes no sense to me number four be, uh number four i got wonder woman i think uh okay. regardless um i mean all the dc movies have still done really well this is Wonder Woman. It's the first um, solo female superhero movie. That's going to be huge. I mean, it's going to be huge. Uh, we're going to get a lot of kids because a lot of uh, parents are going to be bringing it for hopefully a new role model. You know, I think a lot uh, of Wonder daughters. Woman's going to be very socially significant yeah. as well, uh, not only just in the movie aspect. Yeah. Uh, number five, uh, kid movies usually do really well in the summer blockbuster. You know, kids are out of school mm-hmm. and there's not a lot of them this year. And Despicable Me, Despicable Me Three is your number um, five. Is my number five. Okay. I think it's going to rule the kids 
category as far as animated movies go. Number six? Number six, I got War of the Planet of the Apes. Okay. Um, I think it's going to be really good. Um, it, these movies have done really well in the box office in the past. It's a uh, a big, dramatic epic, you know? It kind of uh, straddles the line of being a fun popcorn movie, but a very serious, good movie at the same time. Okay. Uh, number seven, uh, I'm being very hopeful here, but I got Baby Driver. Oh, wow. Yeah, um, that's being pretty hopeful. Edgar Wright movies tend to not do super well in the box right. office. But I think Domestically? Edgar Wright, <laughs> I think Edgar Wright has gotten to a point, though, now, like, he's very established. People know who he is. He has this cult following of the Cornetto trilogy of Scott Pilgrim. I think people are really excited for this one. He's been working on this film, like, he's been talking about it for, like, four years. Like, he's been working on this for a long time. This seems like a very big uh, passion project for him i will tell you this if baby driver hits you're going to score a lot of points for that I pick because nobody, yeah, nobody else is probably picking that so. so i'm 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 being hopeful there but I and think, you kind of have to make a couple of those picks right you know to distinguish i think you yourself. can make a splash do you no nah, you don't have to <laughs> <laughs> and I like didn't. i said especially with the rest of the summer slate i think i think it could hop in there all right next number eight i got baywatch i think uh that's going to be the comedy that kind of uh, steals the summer Okay. Um, you know, we talked about it earlier. I think it can be a surprise hit, especially if the word of mouth is good and it can hang around for yep. a few weeks. Number nine, I got Dunkirk just because okay. it's it's Nolan, it's original, um, it's and not much is known about it. It's kind of an unknown, but at the same time, I think it's going to do really well. Nolan movies tend to do pretty good. Okay. And then uh, number 10, I got Pirates because, I mean, it even, makes money. even though it is still mainly the, uh, you know, China uh, yeah. market. At the same time, these movies are still being made. It's what number five now of this franchise. Like it, it's still going strong for a reason. So I think yeah. it'll round out the top ten for the summer. Number four, too many. Yeah, and then <laughs> um, my three wild cards, real quick. I got snatched. That's the Amy Schumer movie mm-hmm. with her mom. Yep. Um. Again, we don't have a lot of comedies this summer, and people like Amy Schumer. I don't like Amy Schumer all that much, but people seem to like her. I think yep. uh, people will go see that movie. Um, another wild card, I got The Mummy, because um, this movie is an enigma. I don't know mm-hmm. what it's going to do and what could happen. Like This is the definition of a wild card for me. Yep. And then um, my last wild card is has not been mentioned at all today is uh, Guy Ritchie's King Arthur movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Guy, uh, he did Man from Uncle, and that got pretty good reception. Um, this King Arthur looks really weird and interesting, and it's kind of crazy. Um, it like hops time periods. I don't know. It could be. Well, it feels very Guy Ritchie. It know? feels very yeah. Guy Ritchie, and this could be a, a fun action romp. Uh, you got Charlie Hunnam in there. He's hot. Um, so you know, I think King Arthur could be a wild card that could mix some stuff up. So, and just so we're clear, list. just so we're clear, when I say it feels very Guy Ritchie, I mean what you're explaining feels very Guy Ritchie. Obviously, no. I haven't seen it, so I don't yeah. know. But no, that sounds this, like this is 100 percent a Guy Ritchie movie. That is the one thing I know for sure about King Arthur. <laughs> no. All right, Andrew, give us your one through ten and three wild cards. I'll start with my three wild cards. So number one on my wild cards is the Emoji Movie. Just because kids movie, there's only a couple of them this year, mm-hmm. and I think that it has a pretty good cast. Everybody and their mother uses emojis besides me, I think. So I think you know, you're going to get a lot of people out there to go and see that. Uh, number two on my uh, uh, wild cards, I actually do have Dunkirk. I don't okay. think that Christopher Nolan's R-rated war movie is going to be as big of a draw domestically because, A, it's not uh, a domestic war. I think that whenever you take American soldiers out of it domestically, you're not going to get a lot of people, unfortunately, who care about it enough to watch it. 
not saying it's going to be a bad movie. The movie's going to be beyond brilliant, but I think that whenever you're talking about domestic gross, you're not going to see the big hit there. Uh, number three, like I said, pirate movies are not doing all that good domestically, but potentially this could be one where you see a whole bunch of money coming in. So you have it as a wild card? A wild card, yeah. All right. Now moving on to my number 10. I have Alien Covenant. Yeah, I don't we have haven't that, mentioned that yet. I don't have that many R-rated movies in my list because they don't tend to do all that great domestic, <laughs> or you know, for a box office. You right, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I think the Alien franchise itself is strong enough that you're going to see a good number of people. And whenever you have people in this, like uh, <clears throat> James, uh, help me out here, oh, uh, Danny McBride is something, and in James it. Franco. Those, those are two I was trying to think of. We also have like Michael Fassbender, who's been in, you know, mm-hmm. a Prometheus, and he's mm-hmm. making a return here. I think the Alien franchise is strong. And is you will Rebecca see Ferguson it, in that one? I, I believe so, yeah. And then in the biggest thing, you got Ridley Scott coming back, too. I think that's the biggest thing for it. Yeah. Well, he also did Prometheus, and look what he did there. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is still Alien in the title now. That was almost one of my wildcard picks. How much yeah. did Prometheus make? Do you remember? Keep, uh, go ahead and keep going through okay. your list. I'll look it up. Okay. Uh, number nine, I had Baywatch. <clears throat> Um, like, like, uh, Jesus was saying, I think that, you know, you got some comedies this year and I think that Baywatch is going to be a huge hit because it does feel so much like 21 Jump Street. A lot of people saw those movies as hilarious and they're going to put their money, uh, right here as well. Number eight, I do have the mummy. I think that you're going to see some people, they don't watch the trailer. They just see the mummy starring Tom Cruise. That's all they need. That's all they need. You're going to see a lot of people going to see the mummy. Okay. Number seven, War for the Planet of the Apes. This franchise speaks for itself and what it can do as far as box office and critically. People love this franchise. It's going to make some money. Okay. Coming up next, uh, number six, uh, Wonder Woman. People want to see a good DC movie, and I think a lot of people are convinced this is going to be the first one. Okay. Number five, Cars 3. Kids movie. Did you mention Cars 3 even in your top 10 or wild cards? Uh, I think I meant to put it in my wild cards. It was going to be one of my wild cards. Well, too late now. (laughs) Yeah, this movie's going to make money. This movie's going to make money. Because uh, as far as, uh, I think Cars, the Cars makes more money on products than any other Pixar movie. Is that right? Yeah, that's their most most Mm. merchandising. Yeah, that's what Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of. Uh, They sold more merchandise for it. Uh, coming up after that, I have uh, Despicable Me 3 at mm-hmm. number four. These movies. Minions make money. Yeah. <laughs> minions make money. It's uh, crazy. Minions. Number three. Ugh, Transformers. <laughs> uh, almost got sick. Moving on quickly. Uh, Spider-Man. Nice. Spider-Man on my number two. And we, number had, one. we had the our top five was really yeah. similar. Well, yeah, they're very similar. All, all three of us. Uh, once you hear mine, Ooh, you'll yeah. you'll hear how similar. But uh, <clears throat> um, people are really excited that Marvel is making a Spider-Man movie. Yeah, people were really like excited and and uh, impressed with what Tom Holland was able to do. And then you have him in a movie with Michael Keaton and Robert Downey Jr. It's gonna it's gonna print money, but I don't think there is any movie this year that's going to make more money the summer anyway besides i know star wars at the end of the year that's yeah, going to yeah. be the highest Eventually, grossing of the star year. wars will be the highest grossing yeah. movie of the year but, yeah. but until then it's going to be guardians yeah i think guardians will be the number one grossing because it's the original <laughs> guardians is one of the highest grossing movies of all time and people loved it 
So whenever you're coming out with a sequel, this is going to destroy at the box office. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, my my picks are very similar to both of yours. Uh, well, that's not good. It says had... a lot about this summer, though, as well. Like, <laughs> I think there's some minor differences. I also had the Emoji Movie in my wild cards. Okay. I think it's going to be a surprise hit. I would not. I think it's going to do gangbusters uh, at the box office. Mm. Oh, really? I, I don't know. I just, I, it's one of those movies that just, I don't know. It sounds so stupid it just as a concept, and yet I, it's, I think... It's memorable. Stupid is memorable sometimes, and I think people are going to know it's coming, and yeah. they're going to they're going to get a joy in their like in their spirit of like you know oh this is did, happening and it's hilarious. Did Angry Birds make a no, lot of money domestically? And that's what I was going to bring up. Angry Birds was around for like a week, like it was in and out of the theaters. Yeah, but Angry Birds was also three not, years late. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was if Angry Birds had come out three years earlier, totally different story. It, yeah. yeah. Um, so I emoji, emoji movie, alien covenant was a wild card for me, uh, in the mummy. Uh, those are my three wild cards. Okay. Uh, number 10, Dunkirk, number nine pirates, number eight, wonder woman, number seven, war for the planet of the apes, number six, Baywatch. I think I had Baywatch higher than you guys. Yeah, I, had I, a nine. I really think it's going to be a hit comedy. Uh, number five, Transformers. I think I had Transformers lower than you guys. Did. Yeah. We both had it at number three. Yeah, number three I, yeah. I just, oh. I'm just hoping people are sick of it by Stop now. Stop seeing these movies, guys! <laughs> please. If we could have, I didn't. I didn't know. I wanted to make sure you start. You said starting in May, we're going to start this list. Yes, because I didn't know if we were able to put Fast Eight no, in this. List. No, okay, doesn't technically count for our contest. Okay. Uh, so yeah, Transformers at number five. Then I had Despicable Me at number four because you're right, it's going to make oodles of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, as is, I believe, Cars, which yeah. I had at number three. Woo. Uh, and then That's Spider-Man at high. number two and Guardians at number one. So, so yeah, very similar in so many ways. But car, yeah, I think I have my hopes pinned on Cars making a ton of money because I think I have it higher than most people will. I think Cars three is going to do more uh, internationally than will domestic. And Transformers making a little less money than hopefully people think, and Baywatch making more money than people think. I think if those three things come true, I might have a chance. You have a dream list of like what you. Re- Actually, your dream list wouldn't even have Transformers in there. Yeah, at all. yeah I was going to say Transformers <laughs> would not show up. In my dream list. Uh, if you would like to play, we'd love to have you along. Check out the link at my Twitter. Uh, we've already got, I think, like 15 entries already. So I have you know. not put mine in yet. Yeah, yeah neither of you yeah, two are included in that. In Other yet. gurus are included. Uh, uh, Barrett from CinemaSins has already got his in. Um, you've got, uh, I should say, from the Sincast and CinemaSins. And then uh, John Paula, who was on last week, has his picks in. So oh, some okay. of the gurus also have picks yeah. in as well. So it's going to be it fun. Today. So, absolutely. So, again, you can check out the link uh, at my Twitter. It's one of those complicated links with a bunch of random numbers and <laughs> symbols, and I'm not going to repeat it here uh, on the podcast. So, colon, check colon, it out. Yeah, exactly. Slash. Let's move on to our Sift Quest for today. Welcome to your Sift Quest for the week. Each week, we'll venture forth together on a quest for answers. If you have a burning pop culture question, need an argument settled, or have a cultural conundrum, simply tweet me at Aaron Dicer. Or email us at feedback at sifpop.com. Today's Sif Quest was launched by Neil via email. Here's the question Neil asks. With social media and podcasts, we know so much more about our pop culture heroes today than ever before. What former pop culture icon do you wish lived today so you could hear them interviewed or see their posts? Uh, what do you guys think? Um, I, I had a couple, but I think my biggest one would have been uh, Stanley Kubrick. He was online, I think yeah. He Good choice. Uh, I think his social media game would have been great 
But at the same time, uh, I think, you know, like you said, you know more about these people through social media. And I mean, I just want to know how his mind works yeah. um, because I mean, he's not my, he's not my favorite director, but at the same time, he's my most respected director though. Like I think he's done more for cinema than people really realize he was always ahead of his time as well. So I think that's a big reason to have him uh, in it. I think he would have been a blooming social media star. We would have learned, you know, so many of the intricacies and like the cool fun facts behind some of his movies and stuff. I think it'd be really cool. I think he'd do an awesome podcast as well. I think he could host a podcast just talking to other movie directors. I think uh, that would be phenomenal. I think that'd be something he would do. So uh, I want Stanley Kubrick around. Very cool. Andrew? First one, Freddie Mercury. Oh, good choice. <laughs> he would have been an amazing social media to listen to. I think he would have killed. It would have been so good. Another somebody that I would have loved to see on social media is Lucille Ball. Yeah, that's a good choice, too. I think we wouldn't need Wendy's Twitter. She would be Wendy's Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> the smart-alecky stuff that... I don't know if you follow Wendy's on oh, Twitter. Yeah, yeah, oh, they're yeah. epic. Yeah. I think she would be that Twitter. Hashtag Nugs for Carter. Yeah. Um, and another one would be Jimmy Stewart. Oh, interesting. Can you just imagine Jimmy Stewart with a Twitter? And whenever I imagine Jimmy Stewart with Twitter, I don't imagine... I imagine him as, like, a young, like, preteen girl on Twitter. <laughs> like... I'm going to need a cup of coffee while I'm waiting in line for my cup of coffee. Hashtag Starbucks. Hashtag long line. <laughs> nice. I think he would kill it because he, he was just that kind of guy. You know, he was just a funny man. And just hearing him just on Twitter every now and then would have been brilliant. Nice. What about you? Who do you got? Uh, I th- what I put was on Twitter. I would have loved to seen Alfred Hitchcock on Twitter. I, I imagined think, you would. I, I think he would be really fun just to kind of see because he was always about efficiency and being pithy. And I, I just I think he would have owned Twitter uh, in many ways. Uh, podcast wise, I would have loved to have heard a podcast by Orson Welles. Uh, like like you know just exploring his brain and what he thought about movies and the that voice. kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, that would have been fun. And then Instagram and Snapchat, uh, Cary Grant, I think, would have had a really fun Instagram slash Snapchat yeah. uh, account. He just seems like, you know, the guy that was doing everything and was at all the parties and, and that Can kind I of stuff. another so, one I just yeah, thought Yeah, sure, of. sure. Uh, another one who his Instagram would have been on point, I think, but he also would have been one of those uh, reluctant social media stars, like, who doesn't really try to be famous on social media, but people are just like, they get it. Marlon Brando. Uh, Marlon yeah. Brando on Twitter and Instagram would just be because I mean it would we, we know how much he did not care about anything. Right? Like, yeah, yeah. He, he was him, and it I would think have been he, insane. Like his social media would blow up, and he wouldn't even try to. <laughs> uh, good stuff. And a great question. Thank you, Neil, for that question. It was we a good do question. Appreciate it. If you want to launch a Sift Quest of your own, just hit us up at the Twitter or email us feedback at siftpop.com. Let's do some buried treasure. What's that one thing in pop culture that you wish other people uh, would go check out? Can be any area of pop culture. Andrew, why don't you kick us off? Starting off with a movie, foreign language film from France. I've loved this movie for many years, but not a lot of people have seen it, so I need people to go and see this movie. It's called The Untouchables. They're remaking this movie with Kevin Hart and Brian Cranston. Don't know how I feel about that. But The Untouchables itself is basically the story of a very wealthy man who is paralyzed from the neck down who needs an assisted living person to come help him. He hires this young uh, guy from, I guess, what you could technically call the French Projects, even though I think he's a little bit better off than that. But their stories of 
one man's wealthy journey, but not being, you know, socially, uh, you know, likable, while this other man is very unwealthy, but everybody seems to love him, and how they learn from one another. They both show each other different experiences that they would never would have done in their lives. Beautiful story. Makes me cry every single time I watch it. Can't recommend it enough. Uh, did you say The Untouchables? Intouchables. Intouchables. I was yeah. like... I was about I, to say, I was like, wait, I, like, That didn't sound like The Untouchables at all. <laughs> no, no. Well, technically, the Brian Cranston remake coming out is called Untouchables. The Untouchables. Okay, is that a remake of the De Niro film, or no. is that a remake of The Intouchables? It's a remake of The Intouchables. This is so confusing. I know. The movie I am recommending here is called The Intouchables. I-N-Touchables. Okay. This will all go in our eventual Abbott and Costello movie routine exactly. somewhere. So, What about you, Jesus? So there's a movie on Netflix right now, and I know YouTube won't care as much for it because you guys aren't as big horror people as I am. So I'm a big horror person. And I think especially like when you're looking for a movie to watch on Netflix, like you might have parameters. Like what if you're just trying to catch a short movie you want to watch real quick? And, Mm -hmm. you know, finding movies on Netflix is a science. So there's a movie. It's a horror movie and uh, horror fans out there will love it. It's called The Eyes of My Mother. And it's uh, I, I recommend both of you guys check it out, though. It is a horror movie and it's very brutal and intense at times. But at the same time. I've never seen a, a movie so gorgeous, and it's like one of these movies, like, what's going on in it? You're just like, why is this movie so beautiful to watch? I won't really spoil too much about it. It's just, it's a it's a short coming-of-age movie, and uh, it's shot in black and white. It has this amazing score to it, um, and it's just a, it's kind of a revenge movie a little bit. It's a brisk hour and 15 minutes. Like, I, I love watching long movies, but at the same time, I know, like, when you're on a on a time crunch, you just want to watch something real quick, throw this movie on and have no expectations going in. And you're going you're gonna to have a very interesting experience. But it's a it's a very phenomenal movie, though. I, I've been wondering about it. I actually got the screener for it during award season. And it's uh, good. and so I've got it in my screener pile of stuff I haven't you know seen because I get, you know, hundreds of screeners during award season. So I don't get to watch everything. But. Uh, I'll take that to heart. So the the storytelling in it is fantastic. The, yeah, I, the eyes of my the mother, eyes of my mother. Okay. has a really cool poster too. Like everything about the movie, the aesthetic on it, it's just it's really cool. Uh, I would like to recommend for my buried treasure uh, the movie that we talked about during the pre-show, Gifted. Uh, since we're not doing a full review on it, I just want to throw it out there. It's really good, and if you're looking for an emotionally engaging drama and a story about a mathematical genius, uh, it's really interesting. It was really fun, and so I'd, I'd recommend it. It was awesome. That nice. Uh, that's it. We did it, guys. We made a podcast. Woo! A super-sized summer preview podcast. Lists on lists on lists. Uh, these lists that we made will make my list of top lists we've ever made. Yeah. It's just those were some good lists. Good list. Thanks so much for joining us today. Sif Pop is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You can find out more about other live and later shows on the network by following the feed at Mixler.com slash Studio DNA. That's M-I-X-L-R dot com slash Studio DNA. Huge thanks again to today's guru, Devon, being with us. Oh, thank hey. you so much. Shoot yes, out some no. plugs, man. Shoot out some plugs. Oh, yes. Uh, definitely check me out on Jesus Take the Real. That's my podcast. It's a late night talk show movie podcast. Uh, both of you guys have been on it. Mm-hmm. It's good fun. 
Uh, so check that out. I also uh, am a host on another podcast network, uh, Court Temp Arts Podcast Network. Uh, they have a podcast called TV at My Brain, and it's a uh, podcast where all the different hosts like pick a show and do weekly recaps of it. So you get uh, whatever show you're watching right now. We probably mm-hmm. do recaps of it, and I do iZombie. iZombie is one of my favorite shows on TV. So if you Very want cool. to check me out over there, uh, do that as well. And on Twitter at Desus12, Instagram Desus.12 as well. Awesome. Much love and gratitude to our Patreon supporters as well who give monthly to make this show and other shows on the network possible. Support starts at three bucks a month. Comes with some pretty fun perks. You can find out more info at patreon.com slash studio DNA. There's lots of ways to connect with us here at the podcast. You can hit up SoundCloud. You can tweet at us. You can leave a comment at iTunes or a rating there as well. Uh, or you can email us feedback at siftpop.com. And finally, if you are having a good time listening to this podcast and you have somebody you know that loves movies, I'm guessing they'll probably like this podcast as well. Would you please let them know about it? And that listening is much easier than dropping 30 pounds to get into swimsuit shape. Uh, no spoiler chat this week. Uh, since we didn't do a movie, we won't be talking spoilers, uh, but we should be back next week uh, with some talk on some movie or something or else until Guardians come out. Everybody's scared to throw out movies, so there's not a lot coming out. Yeah. I get it. It's been, a, it's been a slow month. Like, it's been sad. Uh, maybe we'll talk summer TV. There are a lot of new TV shows that have just started, so maybe we'll talk some of Fargo our Fargo started. Yep. Fargo started up. Uh, American Gods. Better Call soon, Saul right? started soon. up. Oh. Mystery Science Theater started up. So maybe we'll talk about some of that stuff. But either way, we'll see you back next week. Bye. I've had a piece of oregano stuck between my teeth since Did I had that. So I got it just now. Nice. Yeah. Well done, Andrew. It's the Victory. little wins. No, it's the there, little wins. there are very few things that feel better than getting something that's been stuck in your teeth for a while finally out. It's always popcorn for me. It's always uh, if I happen to eat popcorn for me. Is it bacon? Bacon roast. Uh. Pot yeah. roast for me. Pot oh, roast is a, the worst. Yeah, you get a string of meat stuck yeah. between your teeth mm-hmm. or something. Ugh. But then when it finally comes out, it's like freedom. But no, I had a, an oregano kernel stuck in my teeth. But It's like Mel Gibson in Braveheart. Freedom! <laughs> I'm being held prisoner by this tiny, tiny piece of flake. <laughs> being gutted by oregano. Yeah. Paid for by Morning Bullets. Are you overwhelmed by the recent stock market volatility? A buy and hold strategy is fine if you're 20. But if you're closer to retirement, you know you won't have time to recover from the downturns and stay on track. It's time to forget about 99% of the securities on the market and just focus on three stocks. Visit 3stockplan25.com today to download the 3-Stock Retirement Blueprint for free. This free report teaches you how to grow your nest egg quickly using a proven strategy and names the three stocks you need to get started. Developed by renowned trader Jeff Clark, who for over 35 years has helped people just like you retire wealthy. Jeff's plan is designed to get your retirement on the fast track. Visit 3stockplan25.com now and download the 3 Stock Retirement Blueprint today. You have nothing to lose, but everything to gain. Get your 3 Stock Retirement Blueprint absolutely free. Just go to 3stockplan25.com. That's 3stockplan25.com. 3stockplan25.com As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. 